Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 91, all about Cocoa Beach. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I am Christina. (laughs) And I'm Tanya. (laughs) This week we are sponsored by... Okay, this is debatable. Is it Verbo or VRBO? It's Verbo. Either way. <laughs> when you want a vacation rental, get one that has room for your entire family and only your family. VRBO connects homeowners with families and vacationers looking for something more than a hotel for their trip. Whether you're planning a family vacation with your pet, a relaxing weekend getaway, or an adventurous excursion, vacation rentals are ideal for trips of all types. You can find everything from charming seaside retreats to breathtaking city apartments and luxury homes or anything in between. All with an array of features to make your trip more comfortable and convenient. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash VRBO, Verbo, to see <laughs> Florida favorite pics. I didn't mean to throw you off with our, VRBO, our, our Verbo. latest sponsor script. Listen, like... Uh, this is the only reason I said that was because I have always called it VRBO. Well, it's vacation rental by owner is what it stands right, which is an for. acronym VRBO. Right. But I have been told on several occasions, but also there's a gray area because there's other people that also call it VRBO. So whether you call it VRBO or Verbo, it still does the same. Thing. I will say their commercials say Verbo. I did notice that, but only just recently I saw that. And exactly. So, but I've been probably calling... embracing the 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 name. Why would you even call it verbo? <laughs> like, it doesn't I know it's VRBO, but like you're making words up now. <laughs> well, that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we go into Cocoa Beach, let's talk about our Florida tip of the week. And if you're going to rent a Verbo (laughs) on the beach, you can look for homes that offer free use of kayaks, surfboards, paddleboards, etc. You might have to dig around sometimes to find them in their descriptions, but it's highly advisable. Yeah, I especially because it saves you some of the rental costs. And sometimes they even have bicycles. Yes, exactly. So I think that's a really nice benefit to renting with a Verbo is that these homeowners, they want to make your experience as close to being at home as possible. And sometimes that means, hey, I need a kayak to go out on this river where I'm going to kayak the intercoastal and see some dolphins, which we'll talk about. And though they might provide you with kayaks, and surfboards and paddleboards. Don't forget your sunscreen because they won't give me sunscreen. <laughs> exactly. Is what you're <laughs> okay. So Cocoa Beach, it's one of those popular places to visit, and with good reason. It's got access to incredible beaches, waves, surf shops. It's total surf culture at Cocoa Beach, and I, we're going to talk about that. I grew up on the West Coast on the Clearwater Beach area, um, but I went to college in Orlando, so Cocoa Beach was my young adult life. And that's what I was just going to talk about. Cocoa Beach is only about an hour from Orlando. <laughs> yep, I used to go out there on Tuesdays because that was the day that I planned for beach day so I only had morning classes nice nice okay so you would leave you would leave UCF and head out to perfect it was fantastic and my friends would sometimes drive up from Tampa because they went to USF and they would come with me and we would go out well and as we've talked about with the differences between Gulf Coast beaches versus the Atlantic beaches you know you would definitely have more waves more surf in the Atlantic side and so over there on the Atlantic Ocean, Cocoa Beach is a surfer's paradise. 
And it's, you know, maybe an hour, not even from the Orlando International Airport. And if you're visiting the theme parks, it's probably the closest beach to and, the theme park. And actually, if you fly into Sanford, it's even closer. Even closer. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of places have direct flights into Sanford yeah, now, too. It's so very, for being a small airport, it's got a lot of traffic. Exactly. So... If you're going to Cocoa Beach, what are some things to do? Well, have a beach day. <laughs> We've had beach days together. We have. And in fact, you're Lori Wilson right there. That's where we had our beach day. Is that, okay, that is yeah. what I was thinking when I put that down. But when I looked at it, I'm like, I wasn't really sure. Of course, but that's not the only beach day we had. It was just the Cocoa Beach beach day. The Cocoa Beach beach day, which we need to do again. We By do. the time this episode airs, we should be going to Cocoa Beach. I was just thinking it when I knew we were doing Cocoa Beach. I was like, mm, what day can I go to the beach? I really want to go to Cocoa. Exactly. What I like about Lori Wilson Park, free parking. Free parking, and there's a bathroom there. Yes. Like a nice setup with a bathroom and a shower, and it's a really convenient, easy way to get in and out. It's not like a huge, like you park there and walk across the little boardwalk and you're on the beach. So it's not even like a long walk to the beach, or, um, it, you know, the parking lot is huge and you got to traipse through, pay $15. None of that. Oh, Lori Wilson yeah. is fantastic. I feel it's one of those hidden gem. Kind oh, of places, yeah. Please so. don't talk about it to anybody else. Okay. It's our <laughs> secret. Mom's the word. Shh, quiet. <laughs> but if you're going to have a beach day and you're not ready to surf just yet, you got to bring some boogie boards with you and go out on the ocean and do some, um, you know, do some surfing the waves, right? Mm -hmm. And a, boogie boards are a great way to do that. Another great place to do beach day is Canaveral National Seashore. And if you do have a National Park State Pass, which we talked about in our previous episode, you can get into Canaveral National Seashore. You can also, you know, pay your one-time admittance. But this is one of the best places to go if you're looking for that uncrowded beach experience because it's a national seashore. There are no homes or hotels on the beach. You truly feel a world away. And if you're lucky and it's even in season, you might see some turtle nesting awesome. out there. You've, uh, you've been to the seashore, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, let's talk about surfing. Have you surfed? No, Madison has. Okay, that still doesn't tell me you have. <laughs> what does she think? Did she surf in Cocoa Beach? She's, um, it was Daytona, but yes, okay. there, that area, Close general, general vicinity. I took surf lessons in Costa Rica when I was there. This is not Florida, I know, but we did take surf. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, to you should definitely start in an area that doesn't have the big waves. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, Hawaii big waves where I started and I think Cocoa Beach would also be very similar to where I went surfing it's just it's hard to pop up onto your surfboard and then maintain that as you you know are cruising the waves however if you want to learn how to surf Ron, Ron John, John surf, surf school, school. yeah Ooh, that, that's so cool I I kind of knew that that was there but I never really Paid attention to it because, you know, I've always had kids with me at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So Ron John Surf Shop, that's kind of this. That's a staple place. You have to go there. You know, iconic Cocoa Beach location. Now they have locations all over Florida and even the rest of the country now, but it did start in Cocoa Beach. This is their flagship store. They have these really cool billboards along the road when you're going to Cocoa from Orlando. It's the one side of the highway has half the billboard and the other side of the highway has the other half. It looks and like there's a, a shark. Yes, it looks like a, a, a surfboard that has been bitten, bitten half. half. It's not a great advertisement when you think about it. No, no, it's not. However, yeah, they've got, I mean, so they 
are the iconic Cocoa Beach location and they are the ultimate gift shop there. I mean, it's 52,000 square feet and it is the original there in Cocoa Beach. So of course, they also have a surf school. There, they can teach you how to surf with experienced instructors. Uh, surf lessons include all the necessary equipment. You don't have to have your own surfboard. They've got one hour or two hour lessons, and um, you can even get a group rate if you're traveling with friends. And if you're visiting over spring break or summer break, they do have a surf camp for teens and kids. And so they either offer a half day or a full day camp, and it'll get at least two lessons a day with lunch and games. Nice. So how great is that? I mean, if you're going over spring break, send your kids off to surf camp. And then lay on the beach. Exactly. (laughs) And then after you have learned how to surf, you can rent surfboards with Ron John's Water Sports. They have foam surfboards, body boards, beach bikes, chairs, wetsuits, umbrellas, beach carts. Um, They also have fiberglass surfboards and stand-up paddle boards. I'm telling you, these rental prices are not that bad. If you're looking to rent a, say, a fiberglass surfboard for a week, it is, you could either pay $20 for a four to eight hour rental, so for a day, or for a week, you can spend $100 and have one all week during your vacation. And that includes their stand-up paddle boards. Even better, if you wanted boogie boards or body boards, one week rentals for those are only $50. That's fantastic. I know. I thought those rates were really, really reasonable. If you ever been to a beach when you brought a body board with you and it's windy... we could talk about kites and kite surfing in a little bit too yeah so i see you put westgate cocoa beach pier that is the official name of that pier i haven't seen the westgate in front i mean i always knew it as the cocoa beach pier so i wonder when they put that up um they bought it i don't know maybe five to ten years ago all right so it is the pier it is owned by um westgate which is a timeshare rental um business here in Central Florida area. I put it as Westgate Cocoa Beach Pier because that, like I said, that's the official name. However, you know, if you just search Cocoa Beach Pier, you'll find that as well. It's a super fun pier and I'm used to swim underneath it all the time. I think going to the pier for photo ops too. I mean, so a lot of what you're seeing here are things to do with teenagers um, at the Cocoa Beach. That's kind of where I was going with some of this article that I wrote, but they also have (laughs) gift shops, restaurants, occasionally live music. You can, um, you do have to pay to walk the pier, but there is a, you can uh, reward yourself. Tiki Tavern, I know that place. <laughs> yes. They have adult uh, beverages available, of obviously, tiki type drinks. We talked recently about Mai Tais. I'm sure you can get a Mai Tai That's out there. That's a Tiki Tavern. Yes. Well, actually, I'll start with the Bloody Mary, then go for the Mai Tai and finish up with a mojito. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Someone else will be driving me home. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, visiting the pier is always a fun excursion when you're out at any beach, right? Mm-hmm. Almost all of your big beaches have a pier to walk on. Yep. Okay, so you talked about having a boogie board on a windy day, <laughs> and I assumed you meant like <laughs> the wind flying. takes it flying. <laughs> and so, you know, you can you can fly a kite or you can go kiteboarding. Do you know what I, kiteboarding yes, is? <laughs> kiteboarding is... Um, I said, imagine a surfboard powered by a parasail, Mm -hmm. which I'm not sure how you, you must strap into your surfboard somehow, right? It must strap over your feet to keep it on. Um, I'm not going to say I know anything about how to kiteboard. (laughs) I've just seen it, though I would do it. Yes. 
So the parasol basically powers your movement through the waves. I imagine if you can hold yourself up, which that's got to be a strength, you know, a feat in itself. I feel like once you get going, it would be easier to kiteboard than it would be to surf. I don't think that it's any harder strength wise than it would be to say, um, wakeboard or ski. ski right which you know is hard for some people but I would love if any of you have gone kiteboarding versus surfing let us know which one's easier um, there are lessons the first Saturday of every month right there on the beach so I think that's a also an excellent opportunity to to try it for mm -hmm. $50 okay I put treasure hunting why? in Cocoa Beach because you can rent metal detectors uh, yeah. from A1A Beach Rentals. So I thought, oh, that's kind of a fun and different. I really, I need to know if anyone has ever actually found something by doing that. I mean, according to A1A Beach Rentals, you know, treasure hunters are out there looking for uh, artifacts. You could find a gold or silver doubloon lost on a pirate ship from long ago. Maybe, maybe you need to go to the Treasure Coast for that. That would be my guess. But you could also just come up with some coins, some jewelry. People's lost wedding rings. Oh, yeah. Like, really? I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand how you lose a wedding ring. But secondly, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're interested in history or artifacts, that could be a real fun activity. And you can rent them. You could, again, rent a, a metal detector for the week. Yep. So get a house on the beach, rent a metal detector, send your kids out every morning to see what they can find. It's definitely an activity that gets them off their screens, right? And tell them they can keep whatever they find yep. within reason, of course. Unless it's someone's wedding ring. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, unless you can find the owner, I don't even know if you can always find the owners. So probably not. All right. We talked about Kennedy Space Center before. We actually have a whole episode dedicated to Kennedy Space Center in Titusville. But Titusville is not far from Cocoa Beach. And that is where Kennedy Space Center is located right there on Cape Canaveral. Oh, yeah. Plan your trip around a rocket launch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they do list them on the websites. They do get scrubbed because weather changes, right? We can't. We, we Everything changes when it comes to those rocket launches. We can kind of predict the weather, but you never know what's going to happen right up until the moment. I mean, they might get scrubbed a minute before launch yep. even. Truth. But um, there are supposedly going to be even more rocket launches this year. So, you know, definitely see... If you can plan your trip around a rocket launch, you can, if you're visiting Cocoa Beach, uh, you can see the smoke from a rocket launch really as far west as Orlando. I've seen them here in Claremont, um, yeah. you know, if the skies are clear. But if you really want to get the full experience, you know, you can go um, popular locations. You can go to Kennedy Space Center. You can, um, but you can get tickets to just like be front and center. Have you ever done, have you ever seen where people can do that? Yeah. seen them. They're a little bit hard to come by. They're probably a little pricey as well, but other popular late locations to watch um, rocket launches are Jetty Park, Canaveral National Seashore, Lori Wilson Park, Space View Park, really anywhere along the shores of the Indian River Lagoon and Exploration Tower, although Exploration Tower right now is closed. I just went there not that long ago. Yeah, I think they're just closed for like some repairs and maintenance after the hurricanes. We stayed at, near Jetty Park, went to Jetty Park, went to the Exploration Tower. I have seen a rocket launch from Space View Park. No, actually it was a space shuttle, not a rocket. They don't do that anymore, but 
Yeah, I've I've seen a space shuttle launch at night, which was incredible. Yeah, ours, the, the one we saw was at night. Too. And honestly, I think we were just parked somewhere along the road. Yeah. And we had a view of the Space Center. I mean, it lit up the entire yeah. sky. It was <laughs> like really, daytime. really cool. Yes, it was really cool. Um, another thing I've done in um in Cocoa Beach is I've gone deep sea fishing and I'm out because <laughs> <laughs> you're out because you have to be on a boat and Christina doesn't do boats anymore <laughs> however um deep sea fishing obviously you can do that anywhere along the coast um, of Florida it's a popular thing to do in Cocoa Beach when we did deep sea fishing with some friends of mine and this was several years ago we caught eels we caught nurse sharks, we caught red snapper, grouper, and more, and we got to keep it all, too. And this is why, and we've said this before in previous episodes, when you do something like deep sea fishing, you should definitely find a charter company to oh, help you. for sure. You can't do this on your own. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I mean, because A, you're going to need a license to fish, right? Which you, you can get the license without the help, but you won't have the location. You won't have the proper equipment, unless you're some sort of a fishing <laughs> expert already, in which case this doesn't apply to you anyway. Right. You should definitely find a fishing charter company. I feel like the charter we took made sure we caught things. I, I was blown away that we caught sharks. By the way, my husband and my best friend caught a shark. I caught an eel, which was super hard to reel in because it's constantly twisting on itself. But I mean, it was an adventure, though, too. I can always now look back and say, yeah, I, I fished for an eel. My husband caught a shark. We <laughs> ate the shark afterwards. So... <laughs> Shark steak. Yes. Um, but we're going to list some of the popular fishing charters on there. If you choose something like Viator, you can book now and pay later. And there's free cancellation even if you change your mind. All right. Next one is all you. You talk about this. Bioluminescence kayaking. Um, both of us have done that before. I'm about to go again. I know. I'm so excited for I you. I am very excited to go again. Uh, so bioluminescence kayaking, these companies do a, an incredible tour for you. A lot of them will offer a sunset tour followed by a second tour of nighttime bioluminescence. Bioluminescence is, if you've ever seen pictures of it, it's like glow in the dark plankton in the, in the water. Yes. It's like these little, uh, when I stuck my hand in the water and I ran my hand through the water, it looked like I had glitter all over me and it stays on you for a second. You know, it's like, like a liquid glitter I guess it is, and yeah. it's really and so as you pull your oar through the water it looks like your oar is lighting up the water it is a very unique experience that is different at different times of the year um, it's an incredibly fun experience um, so I think you have listed here let's see the well, and I was going to say, we went, when I went, we saw the moon or the comb jellies no, right. that That's, glow too. So it wasn't quite what you had. I mean, and we went a week apart too right, when yeah. we did this. And, you know, so everything is a little bit different, but those, the comb jellies also kind of emit this glow. We went on a full moon, which also changes it. New moon. That's what I said. You said full moon. I know. I'm just. <laughs> you want to go on a new moon when it's completely right. dark. And that's when we went and it was, it changed the experience a little. So the time of the year changes it. The moon, the, what, what type of moon you have changes it. The tide changes it. All of those things will change what you see in the water. We also saw an, a manatee in the pitch black, which let me just tell you, scared the <laughs> living lights out of everybody because we were like in this lagoon area. So you do the bioluminescence through a lagoon. So you're not, we did the sunset 
goes out into the like open area of the ocean. And then you do bioluminescence in the canals because that's where you see them better. And it's a little bit warmer water and they're not as deep so that you can get the better um, visual. Well, and also this is, so this is Indian River Lagoon area in Florida. It is one of only six sites in the United States where this is, this occurs. Mm-hmm. And this so is you where we're going again. do this anywhere else in Florida. You can barely do this anywhere else in the United States. And some of those locations that are within the United States are in places like Puerto Rico, where you have to take a plane to get to. So definitely check out some bioloom kayaking in the Cocoa Beach area. I think it's a highlight if you're going to go. We used BK Adventures and they were fantastic. Their guides were spectacular and very knowledgeable and we felt very um, safe, but also at the same time, they were like right there with us, telling us things, showing us things, things. finding things that we would have never seen on our own. I liked, you know, we, we talked about a new moon. I liked going out on the new moon because Yes, I looked down at the jellies, but the sky is so dark. You could see the Milky Way. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. You just had such a clear view of the night sky as well. So I was looking up as much as I was looking down when I did this. What you can't see is the manatee. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) However, if you want to search for manatees, you can search for manatees in the Cocoa Beach area. One of the popular places is Manatee Sanctuary Park. Um, There's never a guarantee that you're going to see manatees, um, but they're definitely there in the colder months and shallower areas like this park. Uh, You can also see them in Indian River Lagoon like Christina did or nearby springs. Same with dolphins. You can see dolphins um, just about anywhere you are in Cocoa Beach. You can sometimes see them out in the ocean, but a lot of times you can see them right there in the intercoastal. And pretty much any sunset cruise tour where you'll find dolphins. Exactly. So there's um, intercoastal waters like the Banana River, the Indian River Lagoon, uh, Merritt Island, Cape Canaveral. You're going to see, I love the fact that you can see them in the intercoastal waters because you get to see them almost more up close there too. So I've kayaked, I've kayaked with dolphins before. Yeah. Not on purpose. I've just been kayaking in those areas and there go some dolphins, not, you know, 30 feet from where my kayak is. That would be so great. Christina, you know, I get asked all the time how you can support our podcast. Why? Well, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to do the research, to travel, try out new things, to bring all of this information to our listeners. We also have to put it all together once we've recorded. Yes, we do. We have to write the show notes and upload everything. It takes time. It takes work, but it's, it is work that we enjoy. Yes. It, I mean, this is part of our career, right? Exactly. However, you can support us by supporting us on Patreon. Yes, Patreon is a way for you to become sort of a part of what we do. And and you can even have a a name when you support us on Patreon. You can have a name? What kind of name do you get? We have the Florida Tourist, which is someone who supports us at the level where you get a shout out on our episode, on a future episode. That's cool. You have the Snowbird. With the Snowbird, you get the shout out, but you also get exclusive Florida Travel Pod sticker and a postcard. Oh, how fun. And I love that we called it snowbird yeah snowbirds <laughs> they they come over here during winter time and take over our state and now we have the florida man of course He's we do the true at heart florida soul and they get the shout out the sticker but they also get a travel mug once they've been with us for three months nice 
Yep, it's a fantastic way to support us and say, hey, we'd like for you guys to get an income for what you're doing. Absolutely. It really is. It helps creators all over the world support their business. And you helping us supports our business really does mean the world to us. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to the Brevard Zoo. Have you ever been to the Brevard Zoo? Yes. Okay. This is a little bit outside of Cocoa Beach. It's not by much. It's in Melbourne. Um, additional activities to do with your family. One of my favorite things they offer is, speaking of kayaking, kayaking inside of the zoo. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's such a unique experience that if you're going to go to a zoo, a zoo is a zoo, right? You're going to see a lot of times the same types of animals. You're going to learn different things about the animals. You're going to see different types of enclosures and reptile houses and everything. But you can kayak for only nine ninety five. Um, you can get a kayak where you now can... is that on top of the entry to the top zoo? of the yeah. entry? Yes, yeah, of course. So it's an additional experience within the zoo, but it's not that much ex- more no. expensive. I, I, first of all, where are you going to get a kayak for ten bucks? No kidding, and to see all the animals like you're <laughs> kayaking through Africa. Yes, exactly. It's it's in their expedition Africa area, so you're just gonna float past giraffes and rhinos and lemurs. And so if you're going to visit the zoo, why not add this on? Absolutely. I like the next one. Oh, treetop. Yes. Okay. So seriously, also by the zoo, treetop trek, aerial adventures. That's a mouthful. First of all, treetop trek. Treetop trek, aerial adventure. It's another separately ticketed attraction. It's separate from the Brevard Zoo. However, it goes over sections of the zoo. So if you're like, if you have the wherewithal to look out and around as you're ziplining. Oh, you do. (laughs) I think you do. I mean, are you closing your eyes otherwise? Some people do. Okay. I, I'm, I have no problem being in the sky, remember? I know. <laughs> and ziplining over monkeys or climbing over the crocodile, Letting them jump up and bite your butt. <laughs> I think you're a little bit higher than that. I think you're <laughs> safe. So they have a lot of various ropes courses there at the treetop trek. So that could be a fun adventure day if you're in the Cocoa Beach area. Um, let's see. We've covered quite a bit of Cocoa Beach. Um, the, we can put more of this in our show notes too, because we had a lot of content, but not a lot of time to say it in. Right. You've got the historic Cocoa Village. That is the downtown area of Cocoa Beach. You're going to find a lot of shopping, ice cream, um, places that you wouldn't see right there on the beach. One of the places though, that keeps popping up every time I did a search for Cocoa Beach is the dinosaur store. And in fact, my friend who is visiting Cocoa Beach in the near future, she says, oh, that is on our list. We're going to the dinosaur store. Now her 17, no, her, yeah, her 17, 18 year old son used to love dinosaurs and he's so still super excited to go to the dinosaur store. It's You both, have a son like that too. I mean, he wasn't into dinosaurs like a lot of little kids were, you know, and a lot of them were into dinosaurs and they grow out of that. This kid though, no, still loves all of it. He is, um, so it's both a store and a dinosaur and ancient culture museum. Total tourist attraction, but it is, um, you know, they have over 80 skeletons and specimens on display. So, you know, I think it's worthwhile just wandering through. I think you do have to pay admission to see the skeletons and specimens. And of course, it's going to be a big store outside of that as well, but... 
um, there's always those great roadside attractions. And this is, this is one of those. So Cocoa Beach, Christina. Cocoa Beach is a deal. Mm. I mean, it is one of my favorite places in Florida for uh, all around adventure and experience. <laughs> yes. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go that you haven't done? Oh, well, I've done pretty much all of this. Um, surf lessons. Yeah, I haven't done surf lessons. Um, I don't know if I want to do surf. Le- surf. <laughs> but maybe, I guess, because I haven't done it. You know, kiteboarding. Ooh, I want to do kiteboarding. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, I guess the treetop trek is probably my next. I haven't done that one. Absolutely. You can never go wrong with the bioluminescence kayaking, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd love to do kiteboarding kite as well. Um, and then, honestly... It may seem simple, but I really enjoy wandering around the Ranjan surf shop. So after a day at the beach, it's such, and it's open 24 hours. Yeah, and we used too. to park there when I was in college. That was our parking spot, just so you know. I think you have to <laughs> shop was, there if you're going to. No, they have a pay to park lot right next to it. Oh, okay. I think gotcha. it's $5 or something like that. Oh, that's not bad. Um, and now, how about it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week, we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout this week. And this week is, we talked about Corksicle before, as Corksicle is um, located in the Orlando area, but they have something called the Eola Bucket Bag. And it is a bucket cooler backpack. It's stylish, easy to throw in some drinks and some ice and carry along to the beach. And yeah, when you click on this, they come in some really beautiful. (laughs) Yes, isn't it pretty? They come in some really beautiful colors too. So this is a little bit more than your standard cooler backpack. Um, But yeah, in addition to the bags, they make some beautifully themed water bottles as well. They're definitely one of our favorite companies. And so check them out at corksicle.com and look for the Eola bucket bag. I like it. It's pretty, right? Yeah, it is. All right. Stay tuned to see where we're going next week. Be sure you are following us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. And you can get everything that you need from our show, our show in the form of show notes with links, <laughs> links and inf- extra information, things that we may not have actually mentioned is at FloridaTravelPod.com. Um, and if you have ever experienced something that we've talked about and you want to give us some additional information or even shoot us your picture so we can share them yes. with a credit to you, of course, email us at hello at FloridaTravelPod.com. And you can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This really does help others um, discover our content. And if you enjoy our content, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod to get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. This week, um, oh, and if you support us, it really does allow us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State. Next week, we're talking about interesting architecture in Florida. That should be a fun episode. But that is it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Thank you.